Just have Trash ass street, my little no, snowballs no, and no, fluffy it's snow wieners. But that's not a real thing. I don't know. What are what are some Chris? So this would be our Christmas episode. Christmas time. You know when we do things like if you're put up trees. Yeah. And, and like have a mental breakdown in a manic. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's... Oh, my God, Jamie. What? Are you having... Um, I kind of did earlier in the week. It was pretty oh. bad. But, um... Oh, all right. I think I'm okay. I don't... Let me uh, just fine. get this stun gun. All right. I was going to say, I put up my tree, which is just as sad as if I was sitting there with a birthday hat and a cupcake <laughs> with a single candle in it. With your face paint. Yeah. Oh, that's right. No, that's when I go to the I zoo. I told Lou... That I was going to take him to the zoo for my birthday, or for his birthday, and yeah. then I would have him get his face painted. Maybe the tiger face painted. And I would just leave him there. Ah. And that became, yeah, for years. Yeah. And I just sit there with a, like, just like a tiger with a balloon. Yeah, yeah. And I found you the best present ever today. Yeah. Sweet Blood. Sweet Blood, a young adult novel about a vampire yes, and which, diabetes. Which uh, I will be reviewing next time. Because I will be reading that. We've talked about it a few times on yeah. the show. But I I'm saw sure it and I was like, oh. Yeah. I wasn't Sweet like, really like that. I was like, ooh. A pot billet pig. Mm. So what's new? So the most exciting thing that's happened with me mm-hmm. is this. I live in a house. Ooh. So, spoiler, I live in a house. Okay. So now I live in an old house. Mm-hmm. And as common with old houses, they especially the walls. Wood, they have walls. And this is how old the house is. Ooh. This story always makes me smile when I tell people. Okay. When I moved in, or right before I moved in, uh, Jamie and Victor, who is Jamie's son, mm, nope. sh- showed up, <laughs> or used to be J- Jamie's son. They came over, and young Victor goes to me, I'll bet there are a lot of ghosts in here. And I was like, oh, buddy, you can't say those things. My heart will stop. He did say that. It was he did, he, and I tell everybody. I was like, yeah. He but, thinks anything over, like... Under, I don't even know, if, if it looks old. Like, your house doesn't look old, though. It doesn't look old, but it's... Um, um, what did you tell him? It was 80 not, years old or something? N- no, it's 1950s, so it's over 100. Hey, 1950s? Or 15. 15. Oh, okay. I mean, they did a lot of work on it. But anyway, older houses, when my heat kicks on, you'll see the lights momentarily dim. Mm-hmm. That's when the ghosts are waking Well, no, here's the... Well, <laughs> oh, I just... Yeah. Just so here's the problem. <laughs> Mm, Here's a so this is a problem this year and it wasn't a problem last year so I might have to get this checked out. The ghost. I sleep naked with a CPAP and if you don't know what a CPAP is, it's a little Darth Vader robot that pushes air into your lungs so you don't die at night. Mm -hmm. And what seems to be happening over the last couple days, also important. So CPAP, it it basically it's a little thing that goes over your nose. Mm -hmm. It creates a airtight seal. Yes. And after years of sleeping with, with I can't talk. With After it. years of sleeping with this thing, Ooh. I am conditioned to keep my mouth shut. Mm-hmm. Well, it's pushing air down. It's pushing there. It's because the air thing. Yeah, if you open your mouth, it pushes the air out. Yep. So, what's been happening when occasionally when these blips occur is the CPAP momentarily shuts off and I wake up suffocating. Mm. If it was a momentary thing in and of itself, that would be fine. The bigger problem is. When you suddenly are deprived of oxygen, your body decides to release adrenaline. Mm-hmm. And if you are trying to sleep at night, and first you wake up asphyxiating, and then you have adrenaline coursing through your body, yep. it might be a couple you you know a couple hours before you go to sleep again. Well, you shouldn't be doing uh, you know your self asphyxiation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the worst part. I'm not even uh, I'm not even doing the David Carradine or the. Uh, Hutchinson. Uh, well, that was, yeah, but that was a rumor yeah. that his ex-wife spread. I mean, mm-hmm. he died of a drug overdose. Yeah. It was a new sensation. Yes, it um, was. What I tried last night that seemed to work mm. was turning off my heat. <laughs> okay. How'd that work? I think it worked. Either it worked good or I was so tired from it happening the last two nights, I slept through it. 
That's cool, but I guess. There's a good chance I might be dead by the time you hear this. Mm, I hope Which not. would be extra... Because yeah, then it will never be heard. Yeah, one, it would never be heard because I do all the editing. <laughs> and I have multiple password like contingencies on my computer to ensure no one gets the the dirty, dirty secrets that are locked yeah, inside. Fucking porn. Oh, oh, it's not. I keep the porn. I keep the porn secured weird in different locations. I can no only imagine find. the weird shit it's on your not. computer. That's the worst. Anyone would be let down. So speaking of porn, how are you doing? I'm uh, I'm doing good. Yeah. I'm doing all right. I'm doing uh-huh. all right. I just uh yeah. It's yeah. a weird week. Yeah. Just I got a little manic. And yeah. then uh, I thought I came down and then I don't know about today. Oh. But, uh, I don't Did know. something trigger this? There's always triggers. Is it something to talk about after the podcast? <laughs> maybe, maybe. All right. All right. Yeah, I figured. So um So, you know, as far as um that excitement, that's about it just trying to get ready for the Holiday season yep. of your I choice. I did Tinkle Town. I mean Tinseltown. <laughs> Tinkle Town. That's what's on my It was my actually hard drive. really cool. Yeah, I saw the pictures. Tinkle Town's behind it. Yeah. That's, is that less, at, like the Oaks? Uh, yeah, it's at Oaks. It's like yeah. pretty much in my backyard. Mm-hmm. Um, my friend, our me and Mark's friend Nikki, who does jewelry, uh-huh. made my beautiful ring. Oh, that is up, a nice Covered ring. up. Uh, was it cover up? I'll post about it, but she she makes her own jewelry. She's awesome. Oh. But anyway, she she's a vendor there. Uh-huh. Um, so we went and visited her. Victor went down the ice slide. Um, there's all these lights. There's they had hot chocolate there for like fourteen fucking dollars. Oh, so wow. I I drank before. Uh-huh. I had like two beers, but they were they did have a bunch of beers there mm-hmm. and different stuff to do. Uh, an ice skating rink, but it was cool. It was we were there for like an hour and a half. Just got really cold. Yeah, you should uh, go to Winterfest and. Quebec mm-hmm. on your it's a lot like that only I can't handle it my cold because I I don't know if I've Raynaud's or not uh-huh. but my my hand they it's just bad yeah um because I'm fucking dead inside so the time. <laughs> all right okay <laughs> hmm uh this is like an anniversary of me going to Munich I've been okay. seeing from pictures which was probably my favorite trip ever but a very odd trip in part because, so the pinnacle of the trip is I went to see, um, so the climax of the trip, mm. and not to be confused with the dance troupe that drinks uh, Kool-Aid. <laughs> the um, acid, the LSD Kool-Aid. Yes, oh, the best. Um, I should watch it again, it's uplifting. It came up, I thought about it. I watched Atomic Blonde last night. That's a good bit. one. Oh, yeah. I know. That's why I wanted to go to Berlin, I still want to go to Berlin because yeah. of that movie. Um, so Munich, I went, the main reason I went was to see King Ludwig's Castles. Mm-hmm. So, New Schwanstein and the other one, and the third one is like in a different part of Germany. So, on that day, on the way back, I got solicited Ooh. by a man, Ooh. although I did not recognize it till he got off the. Till he pulled his pants up and he pulled No, yours I'm serious. Like, I, I know they told the story before. I was on like the underground, mm-hmm. and there was a guy, and he kind of bumped into me. Then mm-hmm. he kind of bumped it and rubbed his shoulder on me. <laughs> And he did it, I'm sure, a third time, and then he just got, like, really pissed off and Did left. you get manic? No, I didn't get manic. <laughs> My God. Do you, want, do you want me to pull out the vape pen? <laughs> that, 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 lo- that laugh is kind of deranged. Okay, sorry. Okay. And then I ended up with pneumonia. Ooh. And um, on the way back... It's a to bad pull, deal. It gets worse. Because that was... Um, we were um, flying back. I was flying back. It was uh, in, to Toronto... I felt us descending, then abruptly ascending, mm. and then we were in the air for a long time. Yeah. Then we finally descended. Is this a sexual climax? No. <laughs> no. Then we finally landed. Yeah. Then I opened up my window. The plane window? They don't go down? The, the, oh my God, Jamie. The little like know, upper downer. I know, I know. And it the didn't shade. look, the shade, it didn't look any different. Because it was a white out blizzard. Oh, wow. And we were stuck on the tarmac for, uh, for like, X amount of time because we I couldn't... forgot about that. Yeah. yeah, we couldn't tell if there was a plane in front of us. Ugh. And I had, again, I had pneumonia. I just wanted to... I was at a point where it's like, if they just gave me a gun, I would kill myself because that's how, like, shit I felt. So I had to winter overnight in Toronto. Um, they just stick us in hotel rooms. They were putting people into hotel rooms so quick... The system wasn't registering. Mm. The room they assigned me, there was already someone in there. Oh, was it the guy that bumped into Yeah, the guy that bumped into me. And then when they finally gave, they gave me the second room, someone did the same thing for me while I was taking a shit. Oh, okay. Or walking in on someone making a poo. <laughs> making a poo. Making a poo. 
And then, yeah, the next day I went and I just, I had the, probably the worst pneumonia I've had in years. I only had pneumonia once and I had the walking, the walking pneumonia. Yeah. Not, not to be confused with, with walking, walking petunias, petunias and yeah. walking pneumonia. Uh-huh. Um, and that kind of sucked. Uh-huh. I did go back uh-huh. in my Facebook memories mm-hmm. and pretty much this whole week was like, I fucking hate being sick. Mm. I must get sick like every time between Thanksgiving and now. Back in the, um. <laughs> and not just physically. <laughs> well, yeah, well that's, yeah, well we can. <laughs> Oh my god. Are you looking at memories now? I'm just curious, man. Um, let your anticipation begin. I don't know what that fucking is. Looks like, like a dildo. Um, um, by oh, the way, a... for Christmas, I'm getting you a massager from Spencer's. Uh, okay. Um, <laughs> like 20. <laughs> what I started to say was, I used to get sicker from working at the comic store in the mall. Yeah, because you're like, touching all the money. And I would be, honestly, kind of alright up until Christmas Eve. Yeah. And I don't know if the adrenaline and stress finally caught up with me, and I would spend every Christmas for like three years. Well, you're like burnt sick. out and like mm. up all night. Yeah. Dealing with crazy people and hanging out at yeah, parties. Yeah, my Christmas tradition mm-hmm. for a couple years was I would get drunk and watch Donnie Darko while sick. Oh, that's cool. It's really good, uh, you know. So, is drugs. this a weird Christmas tradition? It's not, it's not, I don't think it's that weird. Victor said it was weird. So we go and drive around look at Christmas light playing the Scream 2 soundtrack. And Victor's like, that's a Halloween thing. And I was like, oh, no. Well, yeah, who cares? But that's just what we do. Mm-hmm. And he's like, it's weird. And I was like, well, you're weird. And then... It's not weird. What is on the Scream 2 soundtrack? There's Everclear song, The Swing, which is like, you don't hear that often. It's a really mm-hmm. cool song. Red Right Hand, Nick Cave, yeah. Cottonmouth Kings. Mm-hmm. There is... A Dave Matthews song, actually. Uh, There's a Less Than Jake song. Yeah. He, they cover I Think I Love You. It's like a really cool soundtrack. I was just saying, yeah. what you could have said... There's a Foo Fighters song. What you could have answered, by the way, I'm realizing now is... You know how in the 90s they did soundtracks? Yeah. That. I don't think it's weird. Yeah, it's just what... We've done How this did you settle on that just out of curiosity? I don't know. You're we've like, been oh, doing it for like 20 years. Because I love that song, The Swing, and the mm-hmm. only way it's available was on the Scream 2 soundtrack. Mm-hmm. And I think Mark was like, oh, I really like that soundtrack. Yeah. And... We just I mean, it's listening. a good, I have a show. I have to start burning all my, like, I want to start burning all my CDs to digital. Yeah. And a lot, of, I have a shitload of I did a, a bunch. That's why my iTunes is crazy like it is. I can't use, well, I don't you have an iPod to listen to, so. Right. Use my knockoff. Start off. streaming. I do some, I do, like, a lot, but I actually bought, like, a knockoff. I think I talked about before. Mm-hmm. Uh, MP3 player. Remember right hand, Nick Cave must have said, fuck them, if there's one song, you know, everyone can have this one song and that'll be my licensed song. Yeah. Because he doesn't really... <laughs> like kiss the fuck. He, yeah, he doesn't really... Um, no, it's a, it's like, a, only like a it's handful... It's a weird like version. Can, it's like kind of a different version. And but. I think like PJ Harvey does a cover of that for Peaky Blinders. Really? No, I think that's weird. Party. Oh my God, so we went... To the Flyers game. He went to his first Flyers yeah, game. Look. He saw Devil's Flyers. Um, we got the tickets for free, courtesy of Chuck Rogers. I think it's Chuck Rogers, one of Mark's friends. Mm-hmm. Thank you. And we were 12 rows off the ice, and Victor fucking loved it. Like, So the scoreboard's a lot different now, because mm-hmm. when we saw the Who, I don't think the scoreboard was changed, or they didn't use it. Yeah. I don't think they were using it. No. So anyway, it's like a great view anywhere you go, and then there's like fucking flames coming out, and Victor's mm-hmm. like, whoa! Like, yeah. he loved hockey. That's good, awesome. Loves it, so... It's in his blood. Yeah. So now he wants to go to all these hockey games. We're going to a Sixers game on, on Tuesday. Mm. We're sitting super bo- or club box. Oh, so wow. So that should nice. be fun. Yeah. He's never been to a Sixers game. Yeah. Have you seen Madonna lately? I've seen... I haven't looked at her picture, but I've seen yeah. like a million like she articles. She's like, look looking weird. Yeah. Too much work or something. Mm. I'm going to grab my other Arctic Fox. All right. I'll vamp. I'll, uh, I'll dial the, the nine. The is a vamp. Can you sing some spice rolls? No. With some spice. That's why the lady is a vamp. Do 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 This is the first Christmas that I like put up the tree really early. We didn't uh-huh. decorate because Kitty cats. Kitty cats, but they've been okay. Anyway, you want to talk about some music? Anywho, you should go first. I only have one. Yeah, right, I just want to make sure, but it's a hell of a one, so. Let's start by talking about OCs or the OCs or whatever they're yes. called. Curly OCs. Yeah, you weren't kidding. It was a straight up yeah. punk rap. So this is a foul form. This is their 26 fucking album. Crazy. Yeah, Jeebers. And this is off Castle Face. And this is 
their punk album, they made a very conceited effort. It's like an anar- anar- anarcho punk album, twenty two yeah. minutes long. Like it's, yeah, I, I I enjoyed um, it. I didn't enjoy all the. It was like being at a show at times. How they just said. Yeah, I'll talk. Yeah, so I have a note on that, but um, I don't remember the song names. So, so this favorite. is a when I was doing research to pull some information. Yeah, I found the Pitchfork review, okay. and well, it was one. It was good. It was like eight out of ten. Really. Well, Pitchfork, you can never tell. Yeah. I've also heard that the peep for Pitchfork, the editors assign the score, but someone else writes the review. So if you're writing a review, you don't assign like a score, which is sometimes you'll see like Weird. a really scathing thing. It'll be like seven out of ten. The, the review starts off by saying, uh, recorded in Dwyer's basement on what must have been the shittiest equipment he could muster. Yeah, it's kind of true. It's well, you're going for that bare bones like punk, like you don't have anything, like you just. They used a whole bunch of old studio tricks, like shit they used to use in the '70s and '80s to record those albums. Uh, Dwyer had COVID for at least part of the recording, mm-hmm. which it, it worked for this album, but yeah, it was really poor. The OCs said this album was inspired by uh, the Clash, Black Flag, the Stooges. I thought Maybe. they, had, I thought they had Crass in there too. It's Crass, just, yeah, yeah, a little bit of this, but basically like, like it reminded me of like '77, like Brit. I don't even say it. Maybe '80s Brit punk. Yeah, very like much. Political. Yeah. It really reminded me of like a Crass album, to yeah. be honest. Yes, and you know the question is, were they successful in this? Yes, definitely. I think so too. Very stripped down. A lot of screamy screams. A lot of distortion. They can't 100% keep the OCs out of it. I guess. Yeah. Which is a good thing. Yeah, they need um, to. That's what makes them an awesome band. Like my one, I like this album. Very good album. It doesn't really stick to your ribs at all. No, I totally it's not agree. like a, a fine ragu. It's like a fun. Hey, this yeah. is this is you know. Mm-hmm. So to me, the OCs when I first heard of them, they were a garage punk band. Yeah, and it was almost like harking back to that, but taking it a step farther. Yeah. Like what they could have. They just showed it, like it's like showing your roots. So it much. sounds like so. I went back and listened to. Uh, Weird Exits, which is the first OC's album I ever heard, reviewed on this podcast, was was high on fucking Percocet because I had dental surgery um, earlier that day. It was also when Sean Phelps won the gold medal. Michael Phelps, yeah, both of them. Um, it's, it's, uh, synchronized swimming is really weird. Um, also reviewed um, Mariner by uh, oh, okay. Paul Loon and Juliet, which yes. is a great album, which... Not the best album to listen to if you're fucking all perked out. Yeah. And you're just like sitting in your Man. room. Constipated. Made a lot of just waiting for, I don't know, the aliens to come. <laughs> and the next day I saw Sausage Party, which is a very horrifying movie see to see it. on pain medication. Yeah, I didn't see it. It's, it's worth it. It's surprising. It's more in your face than you think. Anyway, this album sounded like if whatever album would have been two albums before Weird Exit. Because you no, can I hear, can totally see that. You can definitely hear their sound. Very good. Um, it opens with a very fuzzy-wuzzy funeral solution. Mm-hmm. About every 10 seconds in the song, there's like this two-note refrain that makes it seem like you're trying to catch your breath. I can see that. Um, Too Late for Suicide, the third track, is sort of the mostly overt OCs track. Uh, the vocals remind me a bit of a pre-Mike Patton Faith No More. Oh. has a bounce to it. It wins the award for most intelligible words on a, this album. <laughs> yeah, I guess, much. a twenty-two minute album. A file form. I like um, that song. This is a mover and shaker. I think this is the the banger. A little way there's some underlying distortion in the song, so that I I thought, oh my god, there's something wrong with something in my house, and then I stopped. I was like, oh no, that's just what they're doing. Yeah. To borrow from that Pitchfork review. Yeah. It's as if the intrinsic causticness of hardcore wasn't enough they had to booby trap it which means there's all this extra distortion in every song and it almost is migraine inducing like you said it gets a little too fuzzy at times well it it reminds me like to me it's going back to like the y the ymca shows yeah where they're just like getting ready for the next song and they're just keep it like that it was that's what it harkened back to it reminds me. me of a show the shows when and it's a very distinctive show because actually Nemesis Enforcer played there and I think mm-hmm. Wormbath was the headliner. Whatever this one band was, no one was into except the one, the singer's girlfriend who was just dancing. And he kept saying like, oh, you kids are afraid to come up or something like that. But it's like one of those weird, like, yeah, he likes a YMCA show. Yeah, that's or, what it kind of re- was reminiscent. Um, a Burden Shared mm-hmm. is like a funeral dirge. 
Um, Scum Show is a pit song it's through and through. Yeah. Fucking Kill Me has a very fun opening. And finally, Sacrifice is a cover of a rudimentary Peni song, which mm-hmm. of course, 80s anarcho-punk. Yes. So like 22 minutes of really good, solid fun. Like I said, it doesn't really stick with you when you're done. And the sheer amount of static and distortion can really do some brain damage if you're in the wrong mood. But no, I liked it a lot. I thought it was fun. Very good. It's fun. Yes. And that is it. me. And, 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 <clears throat> get ready for this wonderful review of mine. Secret Chain. Yes. Autonomy. Came out in October this year. They're from Asheville, North Carolina. Like friend of the show, Angel, Angel Ocean. Yeah, isn't yeah, she yeah. From, isn't she from yes. Asheville? How would you explain... So they had... This is their second release, or full length. They had, in 2019, uh, Dark Synthetic. I think I can read my own writing. So uh, it's considered post-punk, dark wave, shoegaze at time. Lena, the lead singer at one point, has said, it's too punk for goth and too goth for punk Mm -hmm. in 2019. Uh I thought that was a good little... Yes. Little ditty. Yeah. <clears throat> but Mark was really into this, and I had no idea what to listen to. Uh-huh. I was like, I don't know. I, uh-huh. <laughs> I don't know. I just couldn't listen to anything. So I listened to this, and it's, as I said, the second full length. The first time I listened to it, I'm like, it's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I like the whole vibe. I listened to it a few times, and then the third time, I'm like, when I was reviewing it, like, writing yeah. my shit down, I decided to list, put the lyrics, and I was like, right. oh my fucking God. Yeah, so. <laughs> and then I was like, Wow. So this is like really traumatic and like a lot of mental health stuff going on. So the first song, Hide, is first track. It's like these tuned down gothy vibes that just set off the pace and you're like, okay, cool. And I, I like the whole thing. As I said, it has like this goth punk, dark wave feel to it. Um, Accelerate is the next song. And this is where I was like, it sounds like Susie Sue meets the Cranberries yeah. to a point. Um, her, vo- like, her vocals are really, really cool. And then I'm like, these lyrics are really weird. They're like obsessive and self-destructive. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? These are crazy. This song, at times, I could hear like the shoe, the shoegaze feel to it because it gets uh-huh. like really kind of like heavy, like, and then kind of goes into almost like a dream pop. Like, yeah, it's it's kind of all over the place, but it works. If that makes sense. Yeah. Like, you really can't put this in a box. Mm-hmm. Luxury bitch, one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. Her voice is awesome. I love the guitar work. It has some really catchy hooks. I read it at an interview, and she, this song was like kind of the banger off of yeah. it, and it's how insecure she is, and I think she's bipolar. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit. Yep. Glass Palace, a little slower pace, real cool bass line, really cool guitar work. Everything instrumental like works off each other. I kind of just like how it's like back and mm-hmm. forth, if that makes some sense. Pink Staircase, uh, more drum-driven, has this gothy feel to it more than uh-huh. the other songs, has like a creepy vibe to it kind of weird january i really like another good banger off the the album this fuzzy like gothy tuned down guitars so this is like where the lyrics got really interesting to me very Mm self-loathing so this is quote fucking selfish fucking memoir stupid idiot cunt bitch wasted drunk making mistakes everything that comes out of my mouth is fake (laughs) and i was like oh I, i don't know i was just like oh cool Cool. Um, Chaining, uh, I think it's Iris or Iris. Real catchy hooks. Mm-hmm. I love her, vocs, her vocals in this. Just like very, it's one of the more angry songs on the album, I would say. And Zero is the last song and the longest. And it's just, you know, self-loathing. Um, I really like this album. It's good. It's, I could, I, I always have this problem. I think it might be two or th- two songs too long. Because a lot of the songs do kind of like sound the same. It's like that dark wave. But ultimately, like, at least listening to the lyrics, like, I was a lot more interested in, in what's going on. But I thought it was a really good release, and it's grown on me every time I've listened to it. So, I really like it. So, my review? Your review. I thought it'd be your up your alley. Was, I put it on, and I was like, Jesus fucking Christ. And I just sat here and listened to the whole album, doing nothing. When it was done... I pre-ordered the vinyl. Yeah, it was amazing. I really like this album. Mark's been followed. Mark, it was Mark's told me to review it. He's listened to their first mm-hmm. album. He really liked it. And mm-hmm. he's like, and I, the songs I heard off it, I was good. Yeah, it's... Um, and I was like, I'll review it. My comment was to myself. I was like, you know, the, I was like, if War on Women decided to completely change gears, the vocal tone reminds me of like Shauna when she's um, 
I could see that. Singing like with the more, you know. Yeah, I didn't even think of that. But um, yeah. read the lyrics. Yeah. Then you'll you'll have a boner probably. Yeah. <laughs> I already do. <laughs> <laughs> but it's really um, good. I think it's a, a real strong release, and I am um, looking forward to. I would see them in live definitely. Yeah. I think it'd be cool. Word up. Mm. So let's go on to some happier times. Yes, the happy world of Sharon Van Etten. Yeah, yeah. So, so I have to say, I've never listened to Sharon Van Etten. I don't know if this. You is... You mean a... even though we've reviewed them before in this podcast? Twice. <sighs> Did we? Yeah. Did I say I'd listen to it? Yeah. Actually, I don't know. I should listen. I might not have. I don't think I. I, I listened. I listened to this album. Uh-huh. If it was something short, I might have. Might uh-huh. have. I don't remember. So you, always, like, you always put it in your back pocket. You're like, I'm going to review it, and then you don't review it. Well, I did remind... Well, we'll talk about it, but okay. yeah. So, anyway. so I don't know if this is the best entry to me. What should I start with to get into Sharon Bennett? I like this album. Mm-hmm. I like this album, but I think I needed to build off something so else. So this is album. an album where Sharon Bennett was making a deliberate decision to expand her, um, her, her range and okay. what she did. If you just want to get into Sharon other than Sharon, because she's largely singer-songwriter. Yeah. You know, it's like a guitar and a drum for the early albums especially. Like when I saw her play. Yeah. Because I saw her open for Nick Cave, which... Just to go back for a second yeah. to Secret Shame. Mm-hmm. I thought of the Savages. Yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. She's definitely like sort of expanded her um, range over the years, like the last okay. two albums especially. She's on... Um, she did an episode of The Jump with Shirley Manson. And she's also, she's a really interesting person. So I know she's had a lot of shit. A lot of shit. Yeah. But. And I like this album, but I, I feel like I'm missing something. Because I'm just kind of jumping in, if that makes you sense. You might be, yeah. Or just, I, so this album, I love this album. I thought it was um, really good. This album, so this is, we've been going about this all wrong. It's uh, her sixth album. It came out October 6th, which is around when I was like, you know, I'm going to blah, blah, and do it. And then I was like, I don't want to review it. Yeah. I'm supposed to do it. And then they, she announced a deluxe edition, which I think came out uh, November 11th. Mm-hmm. So I bought the deluxe edition, and that's when I was like, I really have to do this album. And I went back and forth because I'm like, do I want to attempt to analyze this album? Do I want to listen to it? And I I want to review it, so it's eligible for, for top 10. Yeah. For better or worse, it's her COVID album. Yes. She spent the last two years recording it. It is probably, and I'm not sure, it might be the first album since she had her kid. So she had a kid. She had COVID. She went on tour with Angel Olsen. And Julian Baker. And Julian Baker, who she, you know, whatever. She did a very interesting interview with Mark Marin, which is also what sort of put this back on the okay. radar because she talks about Maybe I'll have to listen to that. It's a really, well... Like, I really want to like Sharon Van Etten, but, yeah. like, I... It's not that I don't dislike her whatsoever. Like, I liked yeah. this album, mm-hmm. but I'm like, I feel, as I said, I feel like I need to build off something. I'm like, yeah. I don't get it. Like, I don't get right. the the obsession with pe- like with it. But... Right. Okay. I think if you listen to the Mark Maron interview, and you get past the annoying part where he's kind of not... He's trying to, like, connect with her. Mm-hmm. And he's kind of jumping in too quick before she um, can answer her questions. She recorded her first album in Philadelphia. Okay. And one of the most annoying thing about that, like that interview, is I think he should, she starts talking about she starts talking about who was kind of in the scene at that time. Yeah. But then he has to kind of, you know, in an attempt to bond with someone, but also to make it about him, he kind of jumps in and derails it. To it, she uh, had some shit happen to her. Yeah. And some good shit too. Most notably, as you get the history of Sharon Van Etten, she, like I said, she opened for Nick Cave. It was her and a drummer who is her partner. Okay. I think he's her manager now, too. But they had the kid together. she gay? No, she's straight. I didn't know. I wasn't sure. Um, <laughs> it's a fair question. Well, it is a fair question. No, she's straight. Yeah, okay. dude. Uh, I don't, as I said. Yeah. I, yeah. While she was performing opening for Nick Cave, a casting director saw her, and he's. I'm doing this series for Netflix called The OA. I think you have something. I want you to be in it because you know she's in The OA. I didn't know that. Both seasons. I mean, second season. Like, eh. But yeah, she's in it, and she's like, I think she has a cameo in Twin Peaks. She does act a bit, but okay. she's also trying to slowly get her degree in psychology. 
We're here to talk about the music. Yes, let's talk about the music. Um, this is also off a of Jaguar. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Makes sense. It's a beautiful album. It's the kind yes. of album I like to play at parties to get the action up. and yeah, right. Uh, everything pumping. It's a very hard album to pin down. Unlike the OCs where there's like... This album has almost too much to grab onto, which again, you wouldn't talk for entry point. Yeah. It's a lot to digest. The first thing I could say about this album is it has a bit of an 80s sensibility without actually attempting to emulate anything from the 80s. Okay. Because she leans a lot into synth in this album. You'll yeah. hear stuff, you'll be like, yeah, it reminds me of a song I've, you know. Reminds me of a song, but I can't put my finger on yeah. it, kind of. And the way some of the percussion happens. The two points of comparison, musician-wise, are the obvious is Angel Olsen, mm-hmm. who she's friends with, and they got started around the same time, and they sort of are very similar. To some extent, you might say this is her Angel Olsen album. I could see that a little bit. And the other one... But I wanted Angel Olsen. No, I was kidding. The other one is... Someone else I've brought up several times in this podcast. Nick Cave. Because this very much sounds like... Reminds me of a Nick Cave album. Specifically Ghostine. Okay. Which is sort of unusual because her last album, Remind Me of Tomorrow. Or Remind Me Tomorrow. Reminded me of Skeleton Tree. Which is Nick Cave's album before Skeleton... Or Ghostine. Okay. Just a note, it opens with <clears throat> Darkness Fades, sort of eases you into the album with like some acoustic guitar before expanding. Mm-hmm. It's like a melancholy love song. This is an album, by the way, it's very much about, you know, a lot of melancholiness, a lot of loss, pain, some optimism, some hope, you know, happy things. Yeah. Home to Me, it's the second song, probably my favorite song of the album. It's a lot more mournful. It has this piano with these very haunting accents. It kind of just sucks the life out of you listening to it. I'll Try has a bit of a brighter sound. Mm-hmm. It's a COVID protest song. It's about like wanting to do something, but either being apprehensive about it or okay. not having the energy to do it. I'm not going to review them all. Yeah, there's a lot of songs. Born. Okay. In this song, she's singing as low. Her vocals are different. She's singing as low as she can. And she talks about this in the um, Mark Maron interview. Okay. I'm actually going to the song. Yeah. So. Okay. She says, I was singing as low <laughs> as I can imagine to register. And it was almost causing me physical pain. Really? One of the things, she had this kid and she had to have a C-section. She's like, after that, I had to learn how to sing in a completely oh, different oh, way. Oh, that makes sense. And um, this is actually the song that kind of hooked me when they started. Um, it becomes this very powerful anthemic song with these like resonating vocals leading into the outro outro song about frustration well i felt like it changed pace like you're like from one to five and then it like yeah definitely yeah Yeah. um headspace i'm not gonna cover all the songs like i said very metallic it sounds like almost like a machine functioning i can see that with the rhythm i like mistakes yeah we're getting there yeah okay sorry um look at there oh i do slow your boat The machine, like, like this drone throughout the whole song that's kind of dissonant. You just, like, mansplained at me. Yeah, yeah. Listen here, Missy. (laughs) Darkish, very clean, uh, very minimalist ballad. I liked it. Mistakes. Okay. Mistakes is the banger in the album. Okay. It is the most optimistic song in the album, I think. Because I'm Uh, an optimist. (laughs) Yeah, you are. It has a lyric that I know you'll love. I dance like Elaine. <laughs> and you know it's about loving someone and being free to make mistakes. It's almost funky. It's a little bit. It's sexy. a cool song. It's like it was very. It's, I don't want to say the most different. Yeah, but it is a little. different. I think it, it's more different. It's more upbeat. It's the shut up, kiss me, hold me tight. Yes, the... shut up, kiss me, you retard. Is, <laughs> as she says, and I don't agree. Far away is sort of the end of the normal album. Yeah, this is the song we'd be holding our lighters up for. It's very sweet. Far away, I did like far away. I like um, never gonna change too. Yeah, the uh, the deluxe edition has four additional songs. Of those remaining oh, songs, okay. Porta is sort of the most interesting because it's like it's almost like a dance song. It's very dancey. Yeah, it's it like the Casio keyboard beat. Yeah, the final song in the album, the deluxe album, is "When I Die," which is all about mortality and is nice and uplifting and happy as one could imagine. Yeah, but a song that starts out with, "I was thinking about what it would be like to die," <laughs> or, or I was wondering what yeah, it would I was be very like uplifted. Um. So, yeah, Sharon Van Etten. Um, I would not say it's samey, but it's so almost uniformly heavy an album that mm-hmm. if you're looking for, like, you, you don't have a chance to really breathe or, like, cleanse your palate on it. Like I said, I find it almost too much to grasp. I do, this album did hit it for me. I love it. Cool. When you talk about Angel Olsen, I think Big Time is a much more, I will say a listenable, I guess, I'm going to say a much more listenable album and it's a much more straightforward. They're both very good albums in completely different ways 
Well, like Angel Olsen, I was trying to like think of like as a, I don't know much about Sharon Bennett, yeah. and I want to like her. Yeah. Um, you know she's straight. And oh fuck, no, no, no I'm just kidding. Yeah. No, and it's up my alley. Mm-hmm. Remind me of to circle back to Sad Girl. Yeah. So Angel Olsen, like we both been like pretty big Angel Olsen's fan, uh-huh. and like what sold me was Shut Up, Kiss Me. Okay. Yeah. And I went back and listened to a couple, like I forget one of the albums before it, like Flaming. I forget. It was more uh, country esque, but it was yeah. good, and it has it has like this weird pop sensibility to it. Yeah, it always has like something that kind of hooks you in, and like I wasn't getting that from Sharon. So Benham, Sharon Van Dam is almost deliberately not poppy, yeah. and not almost like I think she's fairly deliberately not poppy. She says actually like her biggest influence is Annie DeFranco. Interesting. But, like going back to big time, like mm-hmm. like how do you do, how, why'd you go and mm-hmm. make it weird? And you're like, oh, I'm like sold. Like yeah. I was looking for that mm-hmm. in Sharon Van Etten, and I look for that in like other people saw yeah. like that type of sad girl rock. Yeah. And sometimes I get it, sometimes I didn't. I did in a few Sharon Van Etten songs, mm-hmm. but not overall. Yeah, she doesn't. If that makes sense. Yeah. So again, she doesn't really. She didn't release any singles like ahead of this album. She did. Talk about specifically wanting to create a, a, an album for vinyl. Mm-hmm. I never listened to Julian Baker either, really. Julian Baker is even sadder girl rock. <laughs> Julian, I love Julian Baker. Like that year, little. Earth I like her. Like, she's cool. She's, she's also weird awesome. because she's so. She, she's young. The way she is relative to the way her music is, like yeah, she's like fucking like twenty five or something. Yeah, like she's, she's really young. Twenty five. She's got a cool and she and she knows her shit. Like she's she's yeah. from like yeah, yeah Nashville. And, um, but she was like a punk rock chick. We go to like hardcore I know. shows and shit. Like it's crazy. And also like it's very. Did you ever listen to that? What the hell was their super group? Like uh, Boy Genius. Yeah. Yeah. I never. Really Phoebe listened. Bridges, I think, and so I never listened to her either. It's, really. It's. I'm not as big into Phoebe Bridges as some of the others, but yeah, Sharon Van or Julian Baker, mm-hmm. who Sharon Van and talks about like I saw this young girl and I just want to protect her and love her, yeah. and she's this you know awesome chick. I don't remember what she said. She also talks about she was driving around in the car with somebody uh, from Jaguar, <laughs> and he he played her uh, cassette, mm-hmm. and she's like, "Who is this?" He's like, "Oh, it's this artist we're thinking of signing, Angel Olsen." He's like, "Yeah, you should fucking sign." <laughs> I think Sharon Van was discovered by the Black Keys. Really? Like she has a relationship with them. Like I don't know. Like I just want something to click, and I'll be like, "God." Oh, yeah, and now and you know it's weird. I would not so far as my usual music without songs. Analogy, but yeah, there's it's 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 just hard to yeah I can understand it, like it being hard to enter in, but anyway I like it. Want to enter? <laughs> enter the end. <laughs> uh, for music news, the only music news I have is Death Cab for Cutie and Postal Service are co-headlining a tour. I saw that. The it, it's the twentieth anniversary of Give Up and Trans Atlantism. Mm-hmm. Um, so double headliner at the man. Yeah, that, 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 that's the response you should have. Um, I'm not a fan. Like, I, like I like a couple postal service songs. Um, I've just never been a. Death I like Cab. Death Cab. Yeah. Not enough to see him at the band at the man specifically. I would have loved to seen the Sharon Bennett and Angel Olsen Julie yeah. Baker's tour, but it was like the middle of the dead of the I summer. I would have been so awful. regret not because I've seen like no footage. I should just fucking went. The one I regret even more. What Queens of the Stone Age years ago. Oh, with Nine Inch Nails, we're so. F- I was like, I'm not spending fifty dollars. Yeah, this and is now it'd be like cheap bitch. Now I'd be like, yeah, take my money. <sighs> I know, um, right? So oh, time. then the whole Taylor Swift whatever. Um, I, I wouldn't so I gotta ask you yeah Chrissy McVeigh died yeah oh yeah do you wanna see Billy Joel and um, Stevie Nicks at the link yes I, I just saw that come up yeah the tickets go on sale Friday yes okay well we'll discuss what yeah. about it but I've, I I you know I'm a <clears throat> been a Billy Joel fan it was my first crush but I thought seeing Billy I was like a kid in a candy store seeing uh, Billy Joel like yeah. I remember like, ah, it, was it, great. it was so fun and I never seen Stevie Nicks and she's 74. And she's the White Witch. Yeah. She's um, May 26 or something like yeah. that. 1948. Yeah, I've never She's seen like her a week her. after mm-hmm. my mom's birthday. Yeah. But I think it'd be cool. Mm-hmm. I might ask Jess too. Yeah. But who knows. Yeah. I haven't talked to Jess in months. Because mm-hmm. hates me. But that's cool. I love you. No, oh, I appreciate a, that. It's a shame I'll have to tell your me. husband. I'll be like, yeah, she left here fine. And he'll be like this. <laughs> I'll be sipping your blood, a little straw. To be like, sweet blood, oh, sweet blood. That's why I raise pot belly. That's a line for sweet blood. We're gonna talk about it next time. What um, other music news? 
That's it for music news. I want to recover a couple of th- Well, just go over a couple of things from last podcast. Okay. I did revisit Eyes Wide Shut. Oh, it was on the other day, but I, yeah. it was too it's, late. It, I feel almost foolish saying it because it's going to sound like a, a weird sex joke. Because the the whole orgy sequence, it's fucking is crazy. The most be- one of the most beautiful sequences. It really in is. Movies. No, it's it's so like out there. Like yeah. I remember just being blown away. I'm like, what the fuck? It's like, it's well, like intriguing, scary yet sexy at it, the same yeah, time. Yeah, it's a moving Renaissance painting. I was like, I want to yeah. go to a club. Like it's that. what like Fellini wanted to do with Caligula. Yeah, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. exactly. All right, so far. I would. So you know, we talked cringe songs. And I talked about yes. Shakespeare's sister. Mm-hmm. A couple days later, it came up in casual conversation. Really. And um, the people I was talking. To were immediately like, oh, I love Shakespeare's sister. <laughs> we're like, fuck. And fuck, man. And apparently, like, I guess, like I predicted, a lot bigger than I thought. Cradle of Filth covers stay. Really? Yeah. Crazy. I was like, I gotta listen oh. to that. You still haven't seen the Debs, the short version? No, I guess. but I was listening to the soundtrack all the way. I <laughs> uh, do. So I'm gonna spoil for it now. This is the difference between so Debs. We talked about Debs a while ago. Yeah. So, you know, Deb's... Amazing movie. So It's actually not that amazing, but it's... it's pretty bad. I did buy it on uh, Amazon to watch it. But it's a fun... It's a guilty so, pleasure. the short. Like, yes. The short's done is like, they're like, this is Deb's a team. And it's done almost like it's an episode of Deb's. Yeah. And if the main character is Amy, you know, the woman, yeah. the Deb. Man, Damie got caught up by the evil Lucy Diamond again. And the plot is... She keeps deliberately getting caught so, so they out. can make out with her girlfriend. Uh, okay. Lucy Diamond's going down and, and they don't show up, but you hear it. And she's she's like screaming an orgasm and they're like, oh, they're torturing her really bad. It's so it's the, that's like the subtle difference. Uh, you know, uh, at the end she's like, you know, we're running this mission in Kuwait next week if you want to capture me again. Uh, but they have like a heartfelt like discussion about... Lucy Diamond's like basically like, I don't want to be a slam piece every time you want some. I want to know where this is going. Um, um, what else? Did you see that they're going to do maybe a um, Harley Quinn, Poison Ivy, like gay, like live action with like Margot Robbie or something? Oh, no. I'm not for that. So, like who wouldn't want to see Margot Robbie mm-hmm. make out with a chick? But anyway, like why, when did, like, so I go back to No Man's Land. Like, yeah. like I love Poison Ivy. Probably mm-hmm. one of my favorite Batman characters. And in No Man's Land, she is obsessed with Catwoman and Mm -hmm. ends up, like, putting a spell on her and making her, like, her girlfriend, more or less. But, like, they all hated Harley. They all, like, made fun of her. So it's just so weird for me to see, like, Harley and Poison Ivy or Harley and anybody. Because they, like, totally talked... Like, even um, the Paul Dini, like, Harley, uh, Catwoman, and Ivy, Mm -hmm. like, all they do is, like, make fun of Harley Quinn. Yeah. It might be her first appearance in the animated comic where it's... Her and Poison Ivy. It's weird because they're all like basically wearing like oversized shirts and nothing else. Yeah. I was just wondering where they came from. But... I think that's exactly where they came from. Because like it, they did harken back in I the Harley Quinn uh, whatever it was on IFC or HBO. Yeah. How like uh, Ivy has like a crush on on Catwoman. She's like oh oh oh. Like, yeah, and then Catwoman's like completely disinterested. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I I like that yeah. series. It's good stuff. Yes. Yes. Comic books. Comic books. Uh, I think I want to go back and read The Authority. I was thinking about it again. I have I have a Omnibus Volume 1 if you want to borrow it. <laughs> maybe, maybe. <laughs> you could kill one of those cats. <laughs> I uh, was petting them the other day and I'm yeah. like, I could just snap the little <sighs> fucking bags. <laughs> I saw some movies. Okay. I don't know. Do you have anything else you want to talk about? I don't want to monopolize. No, I'm good. Um, so, just Wednesday. Something I saw on vacation that I forgot about repeatedly is I did see Moonage Daydream. You did. You talked about that. Not in the podcast, though. I thought you did. No, I okay. kept saying I should talk about it. I d- like much like you and Sharon Van Etten, I don't see the appeal. No, it's not that I don't it's see the. Appeal. I'm just saying, geez, don't get defensive. It's... Why'd you go and have yeah, to, to make, make it, it weird? Yeah, why, you just made it weird. I have a th- I, something I want to say after the podcast. Uh, I can only imagine. No, it's not bad. It's about Sharon Van Etten. And... <laughs> Uh, poison Ivy. Uh, no, um, <laughs> oh, no. I can only imagine. No, uh, Moonish Daydream. Uh, like to explain, I explained it to you and everyone. I'll explain it to the audience. If you've ever seen hackers, I have. And like you know when they're gonna hack it, it's really outdated. Well, not or it'll it'll be clips like from the plague is talking to Zero Cool. And he's like, "We are samurai," and it'll suddenly like a clip from a Kurosawa movie or some shit yeah. like that, and. That's what the almost the entirety of Moon is Daydream is. It's a lot of weird mm. clips. I saw Men. Did you? 
Alex Garland horror movie. How was that? It was good. A lot of dingle dangles, if you like. A lot, of, a lot of dicks. Yeah. It's, again, this is going to sound like a joke, but it's true. So, at the beginning, the woman is, the main character is taking, this is a vacation at like this the English dicks estate. Place. No. At an English estate. Okay. In like the woods, I'm like, I really like to do that as a vacation. Mm, true and then really. it's a temple, you see a lot of wieners in it. Okay, whatever. It's like um, euphoria. No, it's I don't. I doubt it's like Euphoria. I don't know. There's um, a lot of dicks in Euphoria. Yeah, is there a lot of horror in Euphoria? Um, yeah. All the, is there a all the dicks? Is there the, a gentleman literally shitting out a baby out of his asshole in Euphoria? Mm, and then the baby yes. grows into the same person. Yes. I don't believe you. <laughs> and then the menu, which I'm not going to talk about. I would say it's great. Yeah, I want to. And it out. if you see, I want to see. Don't worry, darling. Too. I want to say that's out in video now. Yeah, think, it is. We say video HBO. like old people. <clears throat> The menu, everyone thinks they know exactly what sort of the conceit is of the menu from the trailer. Mm-hmm. Uh, everyone totally is totally different. Not totally different, but I think you don't know what it's necessarily about. Okay. Um, but I think what we want to talk about is Wednesday. Yes, I fucking loved it. Me too. Um, I think was it Jenny Ortega who played Wednesday? Yes. Amazing, amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, her roommate, amazing. Yeah, it's the um, first thing she's in. The dance. Well, the dance is the best thing ever. Like I was all like, oh, like it was. She is just so fucking cool. In yeah, it's really cool. And there, she's dancing to the cramps, and she's doing this weird, like she's she does just, like a whole bunch of like an amount of goth me dances. Of a goth dance to um, Pulp Fiction when um, they're doing Teenage Wedding. That's yeah. what it kind of reminds exactly. me. Exactly. But she. She was just doing all the dancing. It's great, yeah. She zombie walks in there. She does all this stuff. Yeah, it's great. It's um, really cool. She plays Paint It Black on the viola. Yes. The, um, there's some really cool music. Um, that must, might be my favorite thing Tim Burton has done in a long while. Wow. I'm trying to think. I Catherine have... Zeta-Jones was great. Yeah. But she looks so old. It really yeah. bummed me out. Oh, well. I have one thing I really did not like about it. What is your thing? So I want to know. All right. Know. Two words. Okay. Fred Armisen. I loved him. Dude, oh he my was God, really? great as Chester. I could not stand him. He was him. great. He I, was so... I bring the levels down sorry. a little bit. He was annoying. He was like, <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I had to look him up. I'm like, is that Fred Armisen? I I liked him see, as a I did. See, I knew because it was... I knew he had a role in it. I loved it. And I was it. like, he's probably a little fester. This is my opinion. It's like... He was like a perv. He was like a child molester <laughs> feel to it. Like, I, I, I thought it worked. but It just didn't work for me. I think it would be like if, if it was a character on SNL or Portlandia, they would never do it again. I liked it. So anyway, we agree to disagree. That's fine. I thought Louise Guzman or whatever was terrible. Yeah, he was barely in it. I Guzman. know, but I didn't mm-hmm. like it. Because, you know, like uh, Morticia, yeah, the young Morticia and what's-his-face... We're gorgeous. We're like gorgeous people. Young Morticia looked like a young CZ. Like, uh, yeah, young like, CZJ. Is that her kid? It wasn't. Although her last name Carice? is Jones. It's not Carice, but. Oh, I know. It's, it's, Carice it's, looks good. Yeah. We the only other know thing, this because I had a manic, manic Yeah, I, well, I could tell. Episode um, and was obsessed with Catherine Dana Jones for like half a year. Yeah, watched like uh, Titanic. Not, not Titanic. Uh, Chicago. Like Chicago. Every other night. You were dragging anyone and everyone to the movies to see it. Yeah. I saw it the second time with her. Yeah. It's a good movie. I own it. It is a good movie. But, all right, tangent. So, let's talk about Jamie watching movies and listening to music when she's a little drunk. Okay, go ahead. Um, and it's especially... Do tell. It's the same for both. I'll use, like, when we listen to, back in the day, of CDs. Mm-hmm. How Jamie will listen to a CD. Um... She'd be like, I really want to listen to um, Lily Allen. Okay. And you'd put it in. You start I know, playing I know it, exactly how And I'm after like, to like, it. like 30 seconds, you'd be like, next song, I'm done. Or she'd be like, I'm done with it. And then it was like, he just wanted a taste. And the same thing, like watching like Chicago, where I talked about Scarlet Diva, which I rewatched recently. How was Scarlet Diva? It's not eh, like a, yeah. Eh. Eh. Special K. It's like your own special K. Yeah. She just fast forwards to the parts I like. Yeah, which you know, in a thing like Chicago, it's how I watch a ta- Atomic Blonde. I don't. I have questioned about that. I'm trying to. It's think the of. fight scenes. Oh, just it really? I do. I love. I, I I think I'm a. So I watched Kill Bill two the other day, mm-hmm. and, and Victor and Mark were watching, mm-hmm. and like I just think I'm like a total sucker for like fucking women fighting. Like yeah. I don't know what it is. 
L driver uh-huh. and Beatrice Kiddo fighting and when she pokes that like it, like uh, yeah. it's just like a euphoria mm-hmm. like it's just awesome to me uh-huh. so that's like Atomic Blonde like that whole like hallway scene like that end scene oh like, that's great that yeah. is the one of the best fight scenes other than the crazy 88s mm-hmm. I like when she calls John Goldman cocksucker under her breath yeah cocksucker. he's like what did you say which is like, oh, so um, well, I forgot. Oh, the other thing I, I really didn't like about yeah. uh, Wednesday. Uh, spoiler. What? Uh, they killed Gwendolyn Christie. Yeah, what the fuck, I was like, man? I didn't I was like, like that either. Kind of, like, I guess she'd come back as a ghost or something yeah. weird. Yeah. She's like, everything she's in, she's good. She's gorgeous, too. Yeah. Yeah. I like her. Her her husband looks kind of like a creep. Really? Yeah. He's like a fashion designer. She's cool. I liked her. I, th- I thought Wednesday was really good. It was very predictable what was happening. I said Wednesday is basically, it's a nicotine patch for Harry Potter fans who can't reconcile the Harry but Potter. But she's amazing. Like she's, Oh, the whole thing's good. She's yeah. really good. She's great. There are three guys who look all basically the same. Yeah, I felt like I was sometimes watching Game of Thrones. Because I don't know anyone's name. Mark yeah. always gets mad because I don't know anyone's name. I'm like, uh, B-Dude and... The Siren Chick I liked a lot. Yeah, Siren Chick and then the Medusa Dude. Medusa Dude. Medusa. <laughs> I don't know people's names. It's terrible. I can't. I don't know their names either other than... But when you were like, oh, there's something that really bothers me. I'm like, did I miss something? Because I started watching it a little under the influence. And yeah. I'm like, did I ever totally forget something? No, I just... It just... It just... I was like... I liked it. I thought it was good. Yeah. I want to do the dance. The dance. But I seriously was like, I need to text Lou. Yeah. It was great. He will love it. Love it. And I just watched the dance on YouTube. Repeatedly. I I posted it on Facebook. That's when I was like, it's great. It's great. You know what else is great? Prostitutes are... (laughs) 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 The other thing that's good. Like in Trash South Street on Facebook. Yeah. On our going to our website Woo! on Amazon, Amazon on the iTunes, iTunes and I think we're gonna get the nets <laughs> and the gun and some pajamas and bye 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 top albums next. Yeah.